Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode on A Thousand Voices Podcast. This is your leading self-help show. And I know it's been a while since I've been off recording, but I'm sure as this uh, episode progresses, you'll be able to understand why. So today, I am joined by Cleo. I'm sure most of you know her. She is part of the uh, thirty Forbes 30 Under 30, right? Is it 2021? 2021, yeah. Right, yes. So today we have an amazing guest, guys, and it really took me such a while to actually have her on the show now, so I'm glad that she's here. So Cleo, please go ahead and introduce yourself. No, perfect. Thank you so much, Gina, for having me on the show. Sorry, it also took so long. Um, I think also when we are in a bad mental funk, you know, you literally try to do the beam. <laughs> right. But I'm glad, glad you could like squeeze me in and then we can actually chat about this. I love the topic. Um, yes. For those that don't know me, I'm Cleo Johnson. I'm probably more well known when it comes to hospitality marketing. That's where most of my awards and like accolades and my work sits for the past say 10 years um and in lockdown itself i really tried to develop my personal brand so marketing maven is what i go by Mm -hmm. and with that i actually assist ideation and um growth uh sorry sme startups essentially Mm -hmm. so i'm kind of focused in that arena because that kind of blossomed during that time as well people were reaching out and i was just like oh this is actually something new to explore um over and above the work that i do in hospitality so yeah that is me in a nutshell. Um, I don't know how deep you want me to go into my my history. Okay, though, no, that's brilliant, actually. As the show progresses, you definitely mention everything. We also just want to uncover your story, you know, like understanding your journey to success. Because, for example, I can start with the Forbes 30 Under 30. That's like a dream for, like, a lot of people. And you made it on the list, you know. So it's it's definitely something to be proud of i'd say and um on top of other things that come with that it's actually a great recognition because sometimes you know people do work a lot and for you to actually get to a point where your work is being recognized on a national or international level that is a big deal 100 percent um you know speaking of that so maybe i'll uh, what is what my horn is? Uh, I'll toot my own horn. <laughs> um, this week, I actually won my thirteenth award in two years, and for me, it was—it's such an astounding achievement. Never mind the awards itself, but the fact that it's been such a tumultuous season for me, and I will say that for the last two, yeah, say about two and a half years, um, just with the pandemic, and obviously knowing that I'm in hospitality, my sector was closed, um, and obviously you know mm-hmm. it was a bit of a struggle. But to, I want to say, kind of reap like the harvest or see the fruits of my labor, even when things were, you know, not looking great, is really just such a testimony to not only God and obviously my journey with him, but yeah, like it just, I think my career journey. And I think what I've, and I think this is also where a lot of us had to prove ourselves and like, you know, are we really meant for entrepreneurship was mm. during the pandemic, right? Mm. Like everything from you was stripped away. And I'm like, okay, so now I'm going to be challenged as to whether or not this is my path or mm-hmm. do I go back to a nine to five? Mm-hmm. And the hustle was an actual hustle. This time. <laughs> I've never had to make so many things happen and make, what does it say? Like make fetch happen. Oh my goodness. It was so stressful. Um, 
and I even got to the point, you know, and I think this is probably something we'll touch on. We speak, people speak about like monetizing their hobbies. Mm-hmm. I've eventually had to, I started so many projects and like side businesses during that time because I was like, cool, let's just try and, you know, make up the cash flow and the shortfall where obviously my bigger accounts aren't there anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I also realized, but why am I monetizing my hobbies? These are like personal to me. As much yes. as I can make money from them, like what is sacred and what's for, you know, Everybody. what's for public consumption? Right. Yes. Mm. And that was such a weird journey for me because, you know, I think we're all in this age of, oh, you know, monetize and be a speaker. And, you know, I've also also started a podcast at one point and it was just like, eventually I had to sit and be like, okay, we've done a lot during the pandemic. We have. Also, I was like, I guess, trying to, I think you try to find what's working, right? Mm-hmm. And also for those that were like, I guess, working from home, you, what is what I'm looking for? You kind of had time to, you know, maybe also pursue certain things that you couldn't do with the nine to five because now you can work from home. Mm-hmm. And for me, I had to take a step back, like, you know, as things started opening up again and I'm like, what am I taking with me and what's going to stay here? <laughs> because I can't do all of this again because I was really exhausted and burnout was so real. And that yeah. comes with pursuing your passions. I think people also don't understand that. They think burnout happens when you're like upset and, you know, like pursuing the wrong things. Sometimes it does, but I understand burnout also comes from chasing your passions and just, because you are so passionate, you want to succeed, you want to yes. ha- like have the best for yourself. Mm-hmm. So there's so much to like unpack from that. And I think that's like a whole maybe different conversation we need to have eventually. It's like, what did the pandemic do to us? The pandemic <laughs> um, sure did some serious changes to each and every one of us. I think what it did was shift a lot of people from certain perspectives to actually seeing the truth and what is really happening you know we can go deep and we can end up in the rabbit hole with what happened with the pandemic but all i can say is for the benefit of it it has really shifted other people from let's say from the bottom to the top because Mm -hmm. it gave everybody an opportunity to sort of like start afresh you know it was almost as if it was get set ready go and then yeah. you had to just do what you have to do. Most people struggled because they're still stuck in the depressive mode and the anxiety and the mental health issue, mm-hmm. right? But it takes one person to shift and say, you know what? This is what happened to me. It happened to the rest of the world. What now? Correct. And I think I'm the, like, I, who I want to say probably about three months ago, I think that cloud finally lifted. Mm-hmm. Because I like I explained it to my mom, I was almost like it was some form of like PTSD that I had. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't shake like I could, I actually spoke about it. Funny enough, in my post, I think I posted yesterday on Instagram, where I was just like, "This has been such a confusing time." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you lost so much. Um, things were ripped apart. You know, you, like you said, some things had a reset, mm-hmm. and you literally just sit there and you're like okay, I've got this carnage in front of me. What am I taking with and what am I not? Mm-hmm. And for me, it was so, and I think where I am now, and hopefully I can shake it off in the next month or two, is that like, obviously going into entrepreneurship, you you become very bold. You yes. are very courageous, you know? You take risks, you you do the strides, you, you know, you go into so many ventures. Mm-hmm. And then I found myself like, literally being like nitpicky and like very cautious about everything because of the pandemic and I was just like but this isn't me I'm not enjoying this version of myself mm. and it, was, it only took for me to go through the pandemic to realize the character that I had as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. pop, through all these years and I mean people would always tell me it, and I'm like oh okay cool if, you, if that's how you see me great but now seeing myself and I'm like I miss that I miss mm. being I, may, I miss being bold and you know sure of myself 
I literally second guess myself so much at the moment because of what happened in the pandemic. Mm. And maybe it's a good thing, but also like you were saying, I think um, we also valued what's important. And I remember with one of my business coaches, he was like, we're going to do less so that you can do more. So there's a lot of my businesses and work that I've ended up consolidating Mm -hmm. because I was just like, I can't run multiple things anymore. Not because I'm not capable, but I want to be able to put my energies you know, my, my energy is in the correct places. Right. And we, I know, I think, and what's been great is that I can literally review and assess and say, you know what, this actually works. And maybe this needs a little bit more work, but I can take it with, I can take it with me on this journey. Exactly. Um, and there was some things like, I mean, like I said, I had monetized some of my hobbies and I was just like, no, I'm taking this offline. I'm taking the shops offline and I'm just going to pursue it for me. Yeah. Um, you know, that One was my artwork. Time. It was the cannabis thing, mm. everything. There was just so many things. And not that they weren't successful, not that they didn't make money, but I'm like, it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> Trust me, I know. With this whole <laughs> this whole entrepreneurship, I I, I, I would say I, I feel you, the shoe that you're wearing fits perfectly. I understand very well. I'm this one person I have. People don't even know this. I have three online stores. I have eBooks. I have it's so many things in a podcast on top of that and a business on top of that and then i'm just like what and the foundation on top of that like what why do we do this to ourselves like what i also think it's like a tattoo right once mm. you get one you want more <laughs> and that yeah. was the same with me and i think with entrepreneurship you it's something it almost like unlocks this creativity in your mind because all yeah. of a sudden you see opportunities exactly you know you, you see, see how you can solve problems now mm-hmm. so i think that's why entrepreneurs are so unique and i'm just like guys do it I, and i shared my mom asked me this 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 exact question the other day and she's like is this still what you want to do? And I think this was because we were speaking about the, like, you know, I guess the form of PTSD that I have. Mm. And I was like, there is no doubt in my mind, regardless whether I'm on the top or on the bottom, I have now seen that entrepreneurship is for me. Through and through, the pandemic proved that to me. Mm-hmm. And yes, by all means, I hit the barrel, like the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> but you know what? The fact that I got back up yes. and I'm recovering, and yes, the rebuilt building part is a bit sketchy. And you are doing exceptionally well and you're being recognized for it, you know, so that's like amazing. It's amazing. And I think, but it's also a testament for me not to be so hard on myself. Yes. Because you know, like you, like I'm an overachiever. So mm. my hundred percent or my fifty percent could be someone else's hundred percent, and exactly. not taking away from anyone. Mm. But I've always been that hard on myself. Mm. Always, always, always. Mm. So I mean, one thing the pandemic did teach me, funny enough, was how to rest. I can now watch Netflix without feeling guilty. <laughs> I can lay on my couch and not feel like I need to work to all the do time. Something. Yes, yeah. I still have that. I have that niggly thing of still checking my emails and WhatsApps because I've got I don't know some withdrawal. <laughs> but um you know that's one thing so yeah it's i think it's just i want to say like honoring that like you know you are doing well and i think i actually posted it on my stories the other day just recognize how far you've come in 2022 like write the things the you know the big wins the small exactly. wins what did you achieve yes because sometimes we and you know it's so funny it. um because that list of you know what didn't i achieve is a lot smaller than what you did achieve mm-hmm. once you actually write it out. And it's such a great exercise sometimes, especially like when you're feeling down or, you know, feeling depressed or feeling like you're not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. I get that a lot. So for me, between that and gratitude journaling, it's something that just like keeps me centered. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I guess people can call it conceited or vain if I keep updating my bio and I'm like, now I've got 13 awards and now I'm doing this. But it's for me. For me, it's like this thing that catches my eye every time just to remind me like, Yes, that's what I'm doing. Yes, and it, it's for you, and it works for you, and everybody else exactly. that's around you should just honor that. Yeah, 
So I have a question for you. <laughs> um, I wanted to just know, like, when it comes to self-help in your life to achieve a, a success, what did you actually do? Did you, like, read books? Is there something that you stick by? Yes, you mentioned the journaling, which is, like, one of the famous ways to, like, help yourself. But is there, like, anything specific that you did or that you practiced? So, again, I th- um, let's just also give this as, like, a disclaimer. So, obviously, when I started entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. no idea what I was doing. I know some people have either have, like, people in their lives who are entrepreneurs that they can draw inspiration at nobody. So, I mm-hmm. literally was winging this. So, eventually, like, down the years, um, I came across the 5 a.m. club. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, it's so funny, like, you always disregard the things your parents taught you, or you're just like, Ugh, whatever dad or whatever mom. And the morning routine for me has made such a big difference. Mm. And it's something that I teach to my friends, to colleagues, like, I'm always just about, like, guys, have a morning routine. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I mean, I'm up at, now that it's summer, I'm up at 4am. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, no, with winter at 7, it's a wee bit cold. Yeah. But yeah, so up at 4am, I will put on my praise and worship, I'll do my prayer, um, then I'll do my journaling, and at the moment I'm working through a devotional, so I'll do that, and then my gym, I'll either do in the morning or the evening, depending, um, or if I can't make the gym, I'll just do like a stretch or a bit of a yoga practice, but like a quick flow, like a 15-20 minutes, mm-hmm. and then I set my timer to a 15-minute um, you know, time slot just to read um, the book that I'm reading, because I realize if I'm not intentional about it, even if it's just setting a time clock, you know, thingy, um, I'm not going to read my book. And I've been sitting on this book for more than a year. So I'm just like, (laughs) I actually need to get done with this thing. Because it's it's actually called The Practice by Seth Godin. Mm -hmm. And I love it, but I'm just not like getting to it. So um, definitely I attest to having a morning routine. Then something that's made a big difference for me, um, and I think it's, again, it's being intentional. So again, this, I don't want to apply this to everyone because it's not not applicable to everyone. Right. But I know my Wednesdays and Sundays, Mm -hmm. That is between me and God. So my Wednesdays, I know I'm serving or I'm doing feeding schemes. I've got home cell. I've got morning prayer. Mm-hmm. Like that day is a very lean day when it comes to work. It's mm-hmm. more like an admin day because I'm on the road. Um, mm-hmm. Because I'm in Kingdomton. My church is in four ways. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and then Sundays as well, I will be at church and then it's for family. So I'm very intentional about that where I'm just like, I set aside those two days. And I'm and the reason why I will sometimes work on a Sunday is because, again, as well, if something happens in the week where I've got like a massive deadline, I might have to shift things out to Saturday sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to get better that I don't work on a, on a weekend at yeah. all. Um, Great. So, yeah, so like th- sometimes I get it right where I only work the five days. Mm-hmm. And then obviously if I'm traveling or if I've got events on, it's, you know, a no-brainer. Because I'm in marketing and, yeah, I guess – clients deliverable so just that yes. so yeah so I think from that perspective that has really helped me um I'm trying to think what else self-help so, oh sorry yes um I don't think constitute this as self-help but I guess it's been a self-help for me was uh, eat pray love by um, okay Elizabeth Gilbert the movie I know how, or the, the book. movie and the book no okay. both okay and I've been initially it started with the movie because I think I was like 21 when it came out mm-hmm and it was something that me and my friend did religiously. And what we found was that every time we watched this movie at like a different stage in our lives, it just meant something different. Right. And one thing it taught me was one, it was the the traveling part, right? Um, I made I make that like a given. Like I need to travel, and I try to travel on depending on safety. But one thing that really stood out for me from that entire movie slash book was how to be on my own and how to just enjoy my own company. Mm. And I I think I've 
force that, and I say force it not in a horrible way, but you you, you have to rewire your brain and set yes. up like boundaries and things for yourself. So when I say force myself, that's what I mean. Yes. Um, into these habits of like enjoying my company. So I'll go for hikes. I'll take my dog for a walk. I'll take myself to the movies. I'll go. Um, I love the Biscope at 41 Stanley. Mm-hmm. They've got these anime. What do they call it? Dumpling Box Fridays. I watch anime. I go and eat my dumplings. And it's a simple date. Nice. I love spending time on my own now. And it was something that I had to do for myself because I think I saw with the relationships, both romantic and personal, where I was just like, poured myself so much into these things I actually can't be alone yes. and not in an unhealthy way I just enjoyed company so much I'm a people's person like mm-hmm. love 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 people mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to be on my own so I on had this tendency own. of I'm paying rent for a house but I'm constantly sleeping out at friends and yeah and I'm like no I need to stop running away from me and for me <laughs> that book and that movie yeah. has served that it has really that stood out for me the most Amazing. so I think yeah in total yeah those those three things are okay. my other things that have helped me in my journey. <laughs> okay, awesome. Sounds really, really cool. I think the biggest thing that I've gotten out of this is a morning routine. I know when it comes to consistency, it plays a big role because at the end of the day, you are training your brain, you're giving your brain information and how it should execute certain activities and certain tasks. So if you don't align yourself with like a specific routine or like a specific way of anchoring your days each day, then you your chances of success are not going to be as, you know, as targeted as you would want them to be, you know? So that is really profound, profound, profound. Okay, great. So I want to ask you, in all of this, can you just give me like three challenges that you've ever faced? It can be in my extreme life or in entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship or life, whichever. It can be extreme. It can be So challenges, I want to say one was not having money and a home at one point. That for me was probably never mind the most humbling, but it was probably the the like, I think it broke my mind because mm. I didn't understand how it happened. Yeah. Um, two, um, an abusive relationship. Um, and that's, I think Damn. I'm now at the point where I'm okay. And mm. it wasn't because of, oh, you know, I was still holding on to things. You don't realize how much your body harbors certain trauma. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as much as you heal and forgive the person, cool. But these things start picking, like you get triggered, for example. Yes. Um, and it's in the weirdest the weirdest, weirdest things, um, you know, that will pop up and you're like, oh my gosh, mm. why is this aggravating me? Mm. And you have to sit down and unpack and you're like, oh my gosh, this stems from this. And I get very bored if I'm triggered by the same thing or by the same scene and I'm like, can this be done already? Mm. <laughs> like, so that's number two. Um, mm. Number three, I want to say, um, it was probably the death of my friend in 2019. Um, and she went very young she was 23 sorry I've got friends that are older and younger so when I say she was 23 I think I must have been like 26 27 okay roughly um but yeah that was that was tough um and also because again you know as an entrepreneur you you very rarely can oh and again this is obviously if you have a support team um but very rarely can take off um you know and be all sick and mourn and do all of these things because I remember in 2017 I'd also lost my grandfather Oh. And I was off for two weeks um, mm. because I didn't like mourn properly. And then that actually hindered my work and me actually like carrying on with life. Mm. So, the, but that one specifically was very hard hitting for me because it was so sudden. She was misdiagnosed. It was just, and oh it was traumatic God. because I saw her pass away. I put makeup on her at her funeral. Like it was oh just, 
very that is traumatic (laughs) yeah so those three things for me i think probably stand out the most in my journey um definitely have helped frame a lot of things for me um you know i will never say i regret anything my journey is my journey Mm -hmm. and i'm grateful for the experience that i've had and that i've survived Mm -hmm. so yeah Awesome. Wow. Okay. So I just want to touch a bit on like when you spoke about abuse and how really? sometimes like tragic things like that happen to us and then you um, get into a situation and you respond somehow and then people around you don't understand simply because you it might have happened to you like three or four years ago, but because our bodies, they carry that trauma with us. You know, yeah. whether we like it or not, usually therapy, ha- it helps. Exercising helps. Uh, reading helps. But then it, it becomes part of you. And it takes so much strength within yourself to actually identify with yourself and realize that, okay, I need to stop reacting like this. Or I shouldn't behave like this because of, mm. you know. No, I remember I did this exercise, I want to say it was 2017 or 2018. And I actually, funny enough, it ended up being one of my first speaking engagements. And I called it unpacking your toy box. Mm Because I always say, you know, as adults we have, and you're speaking about behavior, you will get triggered, you'll throw tantrums, you'll get angry. Like something will aggravate your behavior. And I always equate it to like throwing your toys out of the cart. And unpacking for me was, and I actually had started with relationships, romantic relationships. And I was like, mm-hmm. I wrote down all, like, so from the abusive relationship and the previous relationships to that, I was like, why did it end? You know, why did I jump so quickly into the next one? And I literally had to, like, make, like, almost like a mind map where you plot your journey backwards. Yes. And, and you, you start identifying patterns. Pattern. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my gosh, like, mm-hmm. I really need to fix myself. <laughs> and that's also why I was just like, I, I think I where the eat, pray, laughing came in. It's like, why well, I became so intentional about spending time on my own. I was just like, I need to fix this. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, and for me, I'm, I think as I went through this journey, I'm like, I cannot go into another relationship and affect another person yes. with all of my baggage. People have baggage, but let me go in and with like at least two or three Louis Vuittons. Let's not go in with like <laughs> the entire garage and storage unit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. <laughs> So, yeah, so for me, and I really haven't been in a relationship for the past five, and we're going almost on six years now, yeah, mm. and not that I haven't, like, attempted going on dates, but I think every time I noticed this is not what I want, and I would go back to the drawing board, mm. and I think that was also a good exercise for me when it comes to relationships, because I, and people can say I'm picky, because they're like, oh, you're 31, where's the child, where's the husband, and I'm just like, no, guys, mm. I love myself a lot. We are on the me. same page, <laughs> literally. When, and I, when I say I'm really such a rebel, I will mm. literally do something until I'm ready and comfortable to mm. say, okay. And if it's for me for that matter, mm. I've been saying for the last 10 years, I'm like, husband and kids on my thing. It's only now recently where I'm like, okay, maybe now I can toy okay. with the idea because some <laughs> things have shifted for me. Yes. So certain perspectives, I'm a bit more comfortable and confident in myself where I am in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's those things. And I think a lot of people also disregard that. Mm-hmm. They just like, oh, I'm in love. Sorry, and not to trash people who get married young at all. But I'm like, guys, I had the opportunity to be engaged when I was 21. Yes. God forbid I went through with that. The yes. same at 23. And so it goes on. And so it's not that I was like, sans, uh, you know, an engagement proposal. They were there, but I was just like, You're you not do ready. not know yourself, yes. number one. In your 20s. People must not lie to me. (laughs) Like, you don't know yourself in your 20s. You're only now figuring things out after bumping your head, after doing your crazy season in your 20s. Are you now like, okay, this could... Okay, this is me now. This can stay. 
this I'm settled in. Um, and again, when it comes to your career, and I'm also, as much as I'm a faith-based person, I am also very logical. So I look at stats. I'm just like, if I get married in my cities, you know what? My kids have a, a better chance of being middle class and going to a better school. I would have paid off my debts by now. Mm-hmm. Marriage, all of these things, I look at stats like that because it does matter. Yes. <laughs> like You can't disregard you know, certain, um, I want to say human experiences and certain statistics and psychology because mm-hmm. it does play into these things. Mm-hmm. So like I said, as much as I'm a faith-based human being, there's certain elements I'm like, guys, no. <laughs> right. This is where my gut is taking me. And it served me up until now. Yes, it may not fit everyone's, you know, timeline of in your 20s, you must do this. And by your 30s, you must have like five children. I'm like, Mm-mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have a dog now. I've got a fur child. <laughs> I don't have plants because I can't keep them alive, but I have a fur child. You try your best, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Okay, cool. So I want to know, tell me something. What are some of the motivational words that have kept you going? You can just tell me maybe like three sentences if you have what mm. you always affirm to yourself, you know, like, you know, for example, for me, when I was growing up, which, which I regret, I regret this one because I always mm. used to say to myself, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And trust me, I got into situations like that. And now if I look back, I would just say, yo, why did I go with that particular one? Because I really got into situations that you know, if it didn't kill me, it actually made me stronger. And I, I really wish I had chosen something softer, something lighter, mm. so so that, you know, I can be a damsel in distress and somebody rescue me. But, like, um, it was the other way around. <laughs> so, so I love the fact that you said when you were younger, because that actually, like, triggered an old memory for me. So I don't know if it was Lady Gaga who said it, but I remember her picture being on it. So I'm going to assume this was her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said... Um, what was it? Uh, da, da, da. Sorry. It's the case of your career will never wake up one day and tell you it doesn't love you. So that's why I work mm-hmm. my butt off. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, it's the one thing I can control. It's the one thing I can guarantee. Yes. I do not rely on people for money or I am self-sufficient. And not be- and yes, I'm now learning how to ask for help. Mm-hmm. But there are certain boundaries to that. Um, mm-hmm. And just because also I think I've seen how women are manipulated financially mm. so I, mm. I when I tell you like even with the girls that I sit and mentor especially at church and like in business I'm like you better grind mm-hmm. I'm like do not do the sugar daddy nonsense I'm like mm. I will come for you <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like you will sit and do that admin job I don't care if you hate it but you're gonna earn that eight grand a month <laughs> no um so there's that so definitely the career part um then I think during the pandemic it was you can try again tomorrow because mm. I was very defeated. For me, it was like you were living day to day. That was so kind. Um, that that was so kind. Literally. Listen, mm. I had to be. Because I was just like, if I'm not, I'm my mental health is holding mm. on by like dental floss. Because <laughs> like, when it's, it's like full on dental floss. Yeah. Um, trying to think of another one that keeps me going. Okay, this is probably more of a spiritual thing. But in any case, like, I'll keep telling myself, like, this is my ministry. Mm-hmm. This is my, this is what I'm called for. And, like, mm. I think that I get, have to remind myself. I mean, I've actually got, like, what, like a scripture or two on my fridge sometimes because it's just, like, 
remind yourself because there are days yes. where you don't feel like this is your ministry <laughs> when people don't pay you when yeah. you when one of your your mentees or one of the kids that you're counseling goes through it and you're going through it because it really does affect you yes and it's just like okay let's just breathe mm-hmm. just remind yourself and then again i follow that up with we'll try again tomorrow yeah, I think and I think we'll try again tomorrow is, is amazing because then you, you are so kind to yourself. I think that's one big thing that we as humans we we completely disregard. We 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 treat ourselves so bad sometimes. Mm. We don't we we are not kind to ourselves. We you know, self hate is a big, big deal. It's actually a big topic that, you know, that needs to be broken down to actually realize that it it plays a big role to each and every person and if we are to find ways of tackling it and uncovering the best methods to change that from self-hate to self-love that's going to make a big impact on like the whole world a thousand percent and you know sometimes we don't even notice that the things we tell ourselves is self-hate like even like something as small as me it's like not resting Mm. why are you disregarding yourself like that yeah or the fact that i give so many people i give people grace and people are like why do you not give yourself the same grace and i'm like oh right. and i literally pull my face and then i realize i'm like you're basically saying you're undeserving mm. and it's, it's, it's like a tough pull to swallow it really that is, is deep it really really is that a tough pull but yeah yeah okay good you will not believe it's almost 30 minutes and yeah. it feels like we've been speaking for we just for only such a brief chat all right so the next question i want to say is what would you say to a 15 year old cleo and what would you say to a young person that looks up to you as a role model um do not let your circumstances define you and where you're going Mm -hmm. so never let it cloud your dreams um number one um number two Continue to be the rebel that you are. Continue to go against the grain. Question things. Be mm. different. It's okay. Be quirky and awkward. And it may irritate people. But, but also there's a thousand people that love you for right. it. Right. A hundred thousand. Actually a million. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, you know, um, I want to, oh, yes. Don't, and this is probably for older me who's still working through this. Okay. Don't close yourself off to love. You love hard, but allow yourself to receive it as well. Beautiful, beautiful. (laughs) Okay, great. And then I'll just give you this last few seconds to do a quick self-plug. I really, really wish we could go for long because we were having this amazing conversation going and I'm sure the audience are also having a blast. But now, you know, the episode is meant to be just 30 minutes and that's it. So yeah, please go ahead. What are you working on? What are you doing? Where can people find you? You know, all sorts. Got it. Um, so I think that what will probably be more applicable to your audience is maybe my marketing maiden services. So I offer SME mentorship. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram, the marketing maven. Um, all my links are in there. Um, if you want to email me, it's Cleo at new Cleo, which is N U E and then Cleo.co.za. Um, if you want any marketing, branding services, I'm there. I also offer a free 30 minute discovery call if you just want to like unpack or offload. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think what else. If you want to join me at a feeding scheme, let 
me know it's every Wednesday. <laughs> and yes, oh, and also I'm going to be launching my uh, foundation soon, or guess my MPC, which is Power Circle. And that okay. is a digital transformation incubator for women in the township, but specifically entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's my new baby. But cool. that will launch soon. <laughs> I, think, I think we need to have a discussion with that regard because our sort of like uh, entrepreneurship journeys are aligned based on just the digital marketing uh, side of things because I've, I've been doing digital marketing for more than 12 years now almost 18 years that's that's all i've known thanks to my dad and my oh, wow. my stepmom for forcing <laughs> me into taking that it thing but yeah <laughs> that's what i do that's it's something i didn't love but i have I always found myself going back into it, so I ended up falling in love with it, and that's what I'm doing now full time. So, amazing! No, we yeah, must definitely chat. We should, definitely. we should chat, <laughs> and let's see how that turns out. Great! great. Oh, perfect! Thank, Thank you, you so much, much. Tina. This, this was such a great chat. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I look forward to having more discussions soon. Yes, please do. Okay, great. Please please do. Awesome. So guys, there you have it. Cleo was here and she is opening her door to you. Find out how you can work with her, collaborate, listen to her information. Is your podcast still there also? Maybe I can link it to the post. Yes, uh, it's Business Sense Podcast. I have like four or five episodes I have yet to upload, but they are episodes on that you can listen to in the meantime. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll send you that and then I'll send you the your media because I'm also the channel head of She24, okay. um, which is a podcast channel. So I'll send you some of the links for that as well. Okay, cool. Just send me like a, a brief bio and everything else and then we add it to here. Amazing. Cool, cool. <laughs> awesome. Have a good Thank one. You so much. Thank you so much, Gina. I All appreciate right. it. Okay, cheers. Have a good one. Okay, bye. bye.